I think our our attitude in it, though, is to declare to an unbeliever the true God. Yeah. I mean, that's why would I even, you know, explain the Trinity to an unbeliever? Well, because that's who God is. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast. Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Well, welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpot, and as always, we're glad you've joined us for this episode. Now, we would really love to hear from you. So if you would like to make an observation or ask us a question, just leave that in the comments section below this video. Now, remember, Straight Truth is a listener-supported podcast. And if you would like to learn how to help us produce this podcast, go to our website, straighttruth.net. Also on the website, you can find links to all of our social media channels like Facebook and Twitter. So be sure to subscribe to one of those and go to the podcast section of iTunes and leave us a review. Well, Pastor, fundamental to all Christian doctrine is the Trinity. This is fundamental to uh, the whole of the Christian canon, that God is three persons in one divine essence. I guess a real challenge for us, especially as we evangelize, People outside of our faith know kind of about that too, and it's inexplicable to to them, at least. So our question is this, how do you explain something very difficult to explain, something like the Trinity to a non-Christian? Yeah, we'll never do better than just to say what Scripture says. That's good. And and even among us, right, as believers, we have to admit the Trinity is hard to get our mind around. In fact, even as the Trinity is defined and explained in, in historic confessions, it's with very careful language. Yeah. And we're simply stating what Scripture says and making sure that what we say about it isn't in conflict with what Scripture says. So it's really no different no matter who, you know, who it is we're trying to explain that doctrine to. We can't do better than to simply say what the Bible says. I think our, our attitude in it, though, is to declare to an unbeliever the true God. Yeah. I mean, that's why would I even, you know, explain the Trinity to an unbeliever? Well, because that's who God is. And so I think about Paul's sermon in, on Mars Hill at the Areopagus in Acts chapter 17, where he says to them, For while I was passing through and examining the objects of your worship, I also found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown God. And then he says, Therefore, what you worship in ignorance this I proclaim to you. I, I want to explain the true God to you. Uh, you you mm-hmm. acknowledge you don't know him, so let me explain who he is. And that's the sense in which we, we would talk about the Trinity to an unbeliever. This is who God is. This is who he has revealed himself to be. And then be prepared to take them uh, along that, that, that course that you have to travel that brings all of the passages together that would make the Trinity inescapable. You know, you're not going to find a single verse of Scripture that says God sure. is Trinity. Yeah. So you have to be prepared to, to make the case from the Scriptures. But the reason you would do it is you're, you're proclaiming God mm-hmm. to a person. I guess this is one of those uh, times, really all of Christian doctrine, but one of those times where we can really depend on those who have gone before us mm. and labored to, to really explain the doctrine of the Trinity to us. So I'm thinking you mentioned the old confessions and creeds. So the Nicene Creed and Chalcedon and so on and so forth, which labored to explain what the Trinity really means. How much should we as Christians today, 21st century, depend on those old creeds to explain even to ourselves or maybe to others? Well, they're tremendously uh, helpful. And, and it would be arrogance to think that, that we don't need to stand on the shoulders of those who've come before us. We all do that. Mm-hmm. 
there's a very real sense that when you think about any kind of theology book that you read or commentary that you read, I mean, this is accumulated knowledge. That's true. Yeah. We don't have original thoughts. Mm-hmm. So we do want to be careful of things like plagiarism, but, but all we're doing is taking what someone has taught us at some point in our lives and making sure that we're formulating it in a way that's unique to ourselves. It, we can't say that there's anything I know that someone didn't have a hand in teaching me. Mm-hmm. So those creeds are vital. Uh, it tells us that we're in that stream of historic orthodoxy, and it's arrogance to just step out of that stream hmm. and think that I'm not standing on dangerous ground. Mm-hmm. So those, those, those who've come before us have helped us understand how best to express these mm-hmm. truths. On this season of the podcast, we've actually had several questions related to prayer. Mm. And uh, when I talk about the Trinity to, to people, whether it's Christians or non-Christians, I often try to think about the Trinity as it relates to how we pray. I wonder if you could talk about that too. We, we got a little bit of that when we had our discussion about the Lord's Prayer. Mm. So how are the three persons of the Trinity active, or, or how do we pray with those three persons in mind? Well, if you look at the, at the, the pattern that you see most often in the New Testament, for example, regarding prayer. It's to the Father, Mm -hmm. in the power of the Spirit, in the name of the Son. Mm -hmm. To the Father, through the Son, animated by, informed by the Spirit. The Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. So Mm -hmm. our prayers informed by Scripture, the Spirit's at work in our lives as we pray, uh, the ground upon which we stand, whereby we have this access to the Father is redemption's ground. It's due to the blood of Jesus Christ. It is in our Savior that we are now acceptable to the Father, and we come to God the Father in His name, in the name of Christ. So that's the pattern you see most often in the New Testament. Uh, there are times that you, you, you hear in the New Testament men appealing to Jesus directly that's right. yep. or referring their interaction with God to the Spirit Himself. Mm-hmm. You, you see these things in the New Testament, but the, the pattern that's most often repeated is to the Father through the Son by the, by the power of the Spirit. Yeah, so, so what you're saying then is not only is our doctrine, our doctrine of God, who we know Him to be grounded in this idea of a trinity, not only that, but the life of the church too, and our relationship with God, as you said, is animated or best explained in this Trinitarian relationship. Yeah, we're, we're actually more Trinitarian than we know. Yeah, that's good. Uh, because mm-hmm. we're, we're living out these things in... in in the, in, in the knowledge of the Trinity in almost a, a background manner. We're not mm-hmm. thinking about it directly, accessing it every moment, but the way we're living our lives is Trinitarian. Mm-hmm. You know, every time I go to the Father in prayer in the name of Jesus, and I understand that I need help, mm-hmm. <laughs> that this, the Spirit's intercession, even in my groaning when I don't oh, know what good. to say, mm-hmm. I'm living out Trinitarian truth. Mm-hmm. And, and so we do this all the time, almost not mindful of it. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, if you have a question or you would like to contribute to the discussion on this topic, leave that in the comments section below this video. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.